Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Luca Nation, I hope you guys tailed us yesterday. I really do because, hey, you were eight and three yesterday, right? I think you were two, two extra points away from being nine and one. Well, you can't, you can't really, you know, do that, right? Because, you know, a couple of those wins are by half point also. You know, we got lucky on the Nick Chubb running out of the end zone, Texans plus four, and, and they, uh, they only lost by three with Chubb doing that play at the end. And, you know, the okay. Detroit game with Washington was also half point. So, you know, you win some by half point, you lose some by half point. You can't really complain about it too much. Can I tell you two trends that I uh, want to talk about? First one is Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. So yeah. I've watched them. I've watched them. What I mean, it's the, the last year and a half. Uh, going back to that Texans playoff game. Something I've been thinking about. This is a trend. Anytime they go up by 10, 20 points, it seems like their play calling becomes. Um, I would say he doesn't have a good understanding of game rhythm. Like, how do they keep blowing these leads? It seems oh. like it's, it's becoming a trend and it's becoming really consistent. Listen, and he had a lead and then he got a lead back and then they blew it in the last second. I mean, you know, everybody in their mom, if you take a look at their, uh, you know, the win percentage that everybody, that's the in vogue AWS stat, you know, Buffalo had no chance to win. Then they had every chance to win and then they had no chance to win again. I mean, that was one of those up and down kind of games. Um, you know, it was funny. Obviously, in hindsight, it's going to sound like, but when Diggs with 30 something seconds left is on the sideline celebrating, yeah, yeah, going crazy, I'm like, well, what happens if, what happens if they don't win this game? You know, like, you know, he's still going to play. There's still 34 seconds left. And right. Of course, no one expects a Hail Mary like that, but Diggs has been great. That team's been good. Um, can I can tell you what my thoughts are on Buffalo, if you want. Yeah. My thoughts are the it, it, they're not that good. Just the AFC is not that good. Um, and, you know, I didn't really realize this yesterday until I was looking at the Steelers. Now, the Steelers may be the weakest 9-0 team ever. I mean, the last wow. team. That was my next that, take. That was my next take. So let's keep so rocking here. Keep going. What was the, the last the last 9-0 team, right, that did, you know, it was like the, the, that to win the Super Bowl? It was, it was with the Saints in 09, right? Um but the Saints were like this juggernaut type of team, right? They, you know, like, but then I'm watching the Steelers game yesterday, and I, they put up their schedule. And, of course, you know, it's, it is what it is. And I'm looking at it, and I see Baltimore in two weeks, and then a bunch of games that are completely winnable, and then Baltimore out and shut the bed last night. So that game's completely winnable for Pittsburgh, too. I mean, I'm looking at it, and Pittsburgh might go 16-0. And it's less because Pittsburgh is some sort of a juggernaut team, and they're so great. It's just, yeah, you got the Chiefs. Who are, you know, the class, the class of the AFC, and even they got beat by the Raiders, and a couple of teams have taken them really, you know, you know, closer than you thought the games would be. Um, I, I don't think the Buffaloes are that. I don't think the Buffalo Bills are that good. I just think that, you know, that's not. Well, that well, that's not the actual trend with the Buffalo Bills. I'm saying that if you get, if you're betting, and you get them, and they're, you know, they have a 14 point lead. That's a good time to bet the other team because you're going to get some really nice odds. Not only oh, so like in-game betting. Exactly, exactly. But next, let's, that was my second uh, bullet point. I had three bullet points. I think the Steelers are an amazing pick to win the Super Bowl. I think they are the team that nobody wants to see in the playoffs. Imagine this team, a veteran quarterback. He's not as athletic as he used to be, but he makes the throws. He still makes the throws. You got a, a quick Deontay Johnson in the slot. 
You got Schuster, who is as reliable as they come. And then you got Megatron. Dude, this guy, Claypool, nine touchdowns in nine NFL games. Yeah. That, that, that's funny because, you know, you, you have to say he's the number three wide receiver. Uh, or, you know, 2A, 2B with, uh, with Deontay. But, yeah, I mean, we did it yesterday. Everyone mm-hmm. had a touchdown. Schuster had a touchdown. Deontay Johnson had a touchdown. Philippe went two. Um, but you yeah. know this. You know this. It's a different wide receiver on uh, third down and 10 yep. when you're on your own 20-yard line versus second down and five on the 50-yard line versus in the red zone. It's different wide receivers, and they have all three guys. They have a guy that will beat you over the top, they have a guy that you could throw a fade and just throw it up to him and he'll catch it. And you have Smith Schuster who'll go over the middle and take hits. And then yep. you have Connor, who's just a bruiser. He's not great, but he's very good. And then you think about that team. Everybody was worried about it. They were going to lose. They were going to lose Antonio Brown. They're going to lose Le'Veon Bell. How are they going to you know, perform when they lose all these offensive talents? And they haven't skipped a beat. You know, it's been, they're pretty good. And they're built on their defense. They're built on their smash mouth running game. And they have three incredible wide receivers. So, yeah, I mean, they're, yep. listen, they're, they're a good team. Why, do, you think I, they're, I, do you think the Chiefs want to meet them in the playoffs? No, no, especially if Pittsburgh has home field advantage. Uh, Chiefs are a different team, you know, in Kansas City. Different team at home. I, I know the fans are, you know, not, not really a big part of it this year, although who knows, that might change, um, you know, depending on what state they're in. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody wants to face Pittsburgh. I mean, you know, Ben's done it a few times, you know. He's, he's got some playoff games under his belt. And you also have, you know, this working with you. You know, who knows how much more Ben has in the tank. You know, this may be his best chance to get that another Super Bowl ring right now. This may be his, his chance to go and do it. Um, you know, he, uh, whereas Mahomes, yeah, you know what, you know, maybe he'll get there four more times. Who the hell knows? I said that's right and that's an extra chip on his shoulder and the way I think of Ben having enough in the tank I think he's easily replaceable in the sense that in this year's draft they're more than likely going to be looking for a backup quarterback right or a future starter definitely 100% I remember he was injured last year you know there's somebody he was in the same draft class as Philip Rivers who's obviously nearing the end of his career Eli Manning who just retired so you know, Speaking I mean, of Eli Manning, God, you're you're amazing as a co-host. You just lead me into these. Danny Dimes, Danny Manning, Danny Manning, <laughs> Danny Manning is going to win the NFC East for the Giants. That's going to happen, Cage. Listen, that, did you uh, see? Did you see his scamper into the end zone? Yeah, I was he waiting for him to fall over hit, himself. He hit 12 miles an hour, and they couldn't catch him. <laughs> He's fast. He's definitely fast. He's definitely quick. He's definitely great on that scramble. He's definitely, you know, good at that. Like I said, I was waiting for a turf monster to jump. I I lost him for a second there, but I think he was singing his praises to Danny Dimes. I, 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 those are my three takeaways. Buffalo Bills, when they get a big lead, they're going to blow it. Pittsburgh Steelers are sneaky, sneaky, sneaky play to win the Super Bowl and come out of the AFC. I think the Chiefs are. I don't think the Chiefs want to see them. I definitely don't think the Chiefs want to see them. And Danny Dimes, I think the the Giants are going to win the NFC East with uh, maybe an eight and eight record. Sorry, man. I don't think anybody wants to see. I don't think anybody wants to see Pittsburgh. I think it's a great take. Um, you know, if they go undefeated or continue to do what they're doing, does anybody? You know, does it, they get home field advantage throughout, and, and that's a that's a tough thing to do. You want to talk about a, a fun game? And I'm I'm coming from the heart here. 
But um, the Raiders, Sunday night game is Raiders at home against Kansas City this coming week. So wow. it's going to be an interesting pick, right? That's 7-1 against 5-3. And, uh, you know, does Kansas City get their revenge? Or do the Raiders actually take them down twice and come within one game of that division with a tiebreak, obviously, against them if they beat them twice? So... So it's an interesting game. It's one of those games that I thought in the beginning of the year would be meaningless. It would be the second time Kansas City beat us. But uh, the AFC is interesting because you talk about the Steelers and the Chiefs and the Ravens. You know, are the Raiders fakers? Are they pretenders? I'll give you some credit because, you know, you said Derek Carr was a player this year. You said Derek Carr was a was, was an actual player. Somebody so invested. And he's played real, real well. I mean, you know, no picks. Jacobs is, is, you know, everything he was supposed to be. Ruggs is having a, you know, a good year. And well, they're well coached. They well, they're well coached. They stay. They do exactly what's expected of them. They stick to the game plan. You, you could tell they don't. They don't. They're not trying to reinvent the wheel. They're just all know their capabilities, and it seems like they're playing within their capabilities. Right. I don't think they have the talent. You know, at the end of the day, talent does matter. You know, Mahone's being able to throw across his body and still have one of the most accurate uh, throws in the game, that is a talent. You know what I mean? You can't teach that. Um, so that matters. Uh, Claypool being six with three and just jumping over everyone, or DeAndre, that's a talent. But And I do think the Raiders are one or two like of those big pieces away. But I don't know what the books were thinking, laying minus three to a good team versus Drew Locke. Drew Locke, Jesus, man. It's not all about the fourth quarter, bro. You can't, you don't have to throw every pass like it's the last pass you're ever going to make, you know? The Raiders have no defense. That's the only problem. You know what? Let me take, because you, you mentioned athletic ability, right? You talk about like Kylo Murray. That last play was amazing. That was an amazing play. Amazing, you know, amazing go up and get that ball, jump higher, catch it at its highest point. Like everything technically sound, right? And Murray, that, there's not a lot of quarterbacks who can make that play. Because the yeah. scramble kept it alive, and then a righty moving left, throwing the ball across his body 55 yards and giving his receiver a chance in the end zone to get it. It wasn't from the 55, but it was 55 yards in the air into the end zone uh, from where he threw it from. Um, that's an amazing, amazing thing. But here's my take on it. And it's almost, you know, aha, you know, things that make you go, hmm. Um, there were people down on Kyler going into that game. You know, he's playing at a good clip. He's playing okay, but, you know, his team's not that good. They're not really going to do much, blah, blah, blah. And it looked like they were about to lose. It looked like they were going to you know, hang another L on him. And then that happens. And everything last night on Instagram and on Twitter was, I got to grab another Kyla card. Or, you know, oh, man, I'm, I'm so, so mad that I sold my Kyla card last week. Or, you know, Kyla prices are all going up because of one Hail Mary. Just, it really is crazy to watch. Well, there's two takes on that. One, I hope you guys listened to our play when we both, a few weeks ago, were talking about Kyler Murray Prism PSA 10s hitting 1,000 right before season and then dropping below 500 um, after a few good weeks, actually, which was, it was just, it's an anomaly. Um, they were at 450, 480, 500. Um, it's just that. But, but I'll, I'll give you a more X's and O's take. I don't know if you watched the game, but he had a lot of passes batted down at the line of scrimmage and almost intercepted at the line of scrimmage. Did you see that? Yep. I, I have to believe that's going to play itself out, right? As much as we love these running quarterbacks, being tall enough to throw over the offensive line cage, you, you've watched the game for as long yep. as you can remember. How important is that? It's huge. you got to be able to throw the ball. But 
But so not, so not every play is a Hail Mary where you're scrambling left, throwing across your body 55 yards to DeAndre. The which thing is, amazing. you can't expect Murray to do what he's doing for more than a couple of years. Because what happens is he makes up for being able to stand in the pocket and throw over the line with the running plays that he has where he is so elusive because he's smaller. You know, he gets around the 10-yard line, and it's, it's Lamar Jackson does a lot of the same thing. The guys, they can't put a hand on him. You know, he, I, it's weird because he gets into the end zone. He's not normally in there. Normally when you are when you're running the ball inside the 10, you know, in the red zone, it's power run. It's our guys against yours pushing you go around. But when, when he's in there, when these running quarterbacks are in there, they spread the field out. And it provides, you know, running lanes for you guys. And they're so shifty that one or two guys are not going to be able to get them. So, but who knows how long that's going to last. Eventually, he's going to have to the ball. QB change for the Ravens cage? No. No need to hit the panic button? For Lamar? No. Come on. Nope. There's, still, there's still very few athletes in the world that can do what he does. Come on. Well, he, a, you just, he just was... lost to a velvet hat, hat uh, graduation hat Cam Newton. So, <laughs> you know, it's funny you should say that, right? But do me a favor and look back. When was it 2015? I mean, Cam Newton was Lamar Jackson. Cam Newton won the MVP after a couple of years in the league. He was a running quarterback. And, you know, he was that athletic guy who was the new breed of QB. And, you know, that ended quick. Cam Newton is one of those guys. I mean, look, he's bigger, obviously, but he's one of those guys that people who are invested in Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson and this new breed of quarterback should go do a little quick case study of Cam Newton and see how high people are on Cam at the end of 15 and how they feel about him now, five quick years later. Give you a little context. I looked this up. I, this kind of stuff, I don't know why it interests me, but Cam is uh, 6'5". I don't know why it's giving me in kilograms here, 111 kilograms. Because <laughs> I guess it reads that I'm in Mexico. Uh, 245, 250 pounds. I'm glad it gave you kilograms and you were able to see that because you send me links every now and again, like stuff to look at, to look, and everything is in eBay, Spanish. right? And it's in Spanish. eBay is in Spanish, and I'm like, what are you sending me here? Google, <laughs> Google stuff. It's like in Espanol, Google. And I'm like, what the hell is he sending me? But why I say that? Uh, Two forty-five, six-five. You know, he looks huge out there, right? Like when you see Cam Newton. Yep. LeBron is bigger. Well, just to put it into perspective, you know, how athletic LeBron is for his size. We think Cam Newton's big, athletic, fast uh, LeBron is bigger, stronger, taller, faster, which, which is just, just crazy. Honestly, crazy. Um, but other than that, Cage, that, those were my bullet points to cover from NFL Sunday. I have a mm-hmm. cool play. That... Here. Let's go. Okay. Well, everyone is buying – who in the NBA right now? Yep. Everybody's who? buying who? They're all buying Trey and Luca. Amazing. What kind of cards are they buying of those two guys? They're buying, um, well, it depends, right? I mean, the common, the common folks are buying the base and the silver. My play is those guys, but on the auto. Last night, I bought this gorgeous, gorgeous. And, and what I'm telling you a play, I was like thinking, what kind of play can I bring these guys? Well, why don't I just tell them the card I bought and they'll look for the same pattern. Okay, so last night for $450, I bought a Trey Absolute Memorabilia on card auto. Okay, and that was graded a PSA 9. Uh, I personally think that's a steal, and I think other people should take a look at these 
to go against the grain, right? You still are buying the main guy like every, mm-hmm. like you want. And I'm sure a lot of people out there are looking for deals, you know? you know. Um, and I brought you guys an NBA hoops play for Luca, so that's a play, but everyone's like, I can't buy the Prism PSA 10, so maybe I get the PSA 9. I can't buy the PSA 9, so maybe I get the Optic PSA 10 um, of either player. Because, and they're being priced out. You're seeing this. Like, no one is 600, 700 bucks too late uh, for Trey, 600. And I'm seeing these autos, on card autos, really nice cards, rookie cards, rookie numbered card autos. They haven't appreciated in price at all, Cage. So if you're a believer in these guys, you know, you could pick your guy. Why not take a look at a really nice auto which hasn't gone up in price at all? Versus going and buying the prism, which has skyrocketed to 30, 40%. And I'm talking about not necessarily if you want to flip this before season, because I don't think my card is going to be that valuable before season. I don't. But I do think if you believe in Trey or Luca long term in the next year and a half, that auto doubles in price. I like it. I like it. Uh, and I could post the picture. You guys can DM me if you want to see the auto I bought. Um, it's the abs. I love absolute memorabilia. How many times have I talked to you about that one? Yep, a uh, lot. Relief. A lot. But there, so some of them are like these base cards, and I, I just love the design of them. I think they look sick. Um, but I, I, met, I talked to Rips yesterday, and he was like, Well, that's a base card. I don't know how I feel about base cards, and not a lot of people even know about it because it's uncirculated and there's not as much demand. So I kept looking, kept looking, and in that same release, Luca and Trey both have it in that absolute memorabilia. But you could pick your own release. There's this out of 25, level two, absolute memorabilia, Trey Young, auto. And the auto, I love it when it's on card. So the, the big difference is like cliff notes on on card versus, I guess, like on a little like piece of plastic is I think, and Cage, you tell me if I'm right. When it's on card, that means the card was present. The guy, the guy actually signed it. When it's like a little sticker, sometimes I wonder if they just sign stickers and then they send it to Panini and Panini sticks it on. Am I right about that? Um, I'm sorry, I was on mute there for a second, but you're 100% right. If it's a sticker, or you see that little clear sticker, the player does not touch that card. The card doesn't go to the player. You know, they don't sign a sticker with the, you know, with the card with the sticker on it. They get a sheet of stickers. You can look at it. Look at, you know, signing sessions of people online. You see, you'll find pictures of them. But Panini or Tom's or Robert Deck or whoever, whoever is making the card, they send the person um, uh, sheets of stickers. And then the company takes those stickers and puts them on the cards when the cards are built. That's why they're able, by the way, to be still making some Kobe auto cards. They're not going to make them all. And you saw that whole announcement that Panini did about, yep. you know, they're going to have these new packs of cards and limited numbers and stuff. But they are still going to be fulfilling some Kobe autos because there are some stickers left of Kobe. Um, so, so, yeah. You know, so, yeah and and their second... And the second thing is a full a full um, auto versus initials. Like you'll see when Giannis first started um, signing cards, he would sign his full freaking name, like all 77 characters. Then he started abbreviating and just putting what looks like a T-A, <laughs> but it's like yeah. a G, I guess. Uh, he just started signing his initials. Well, yeah. I, I know most collectors, like real collectors, love full length, uh, full name, full length, uh, on card autos and there's, right. there's there's a lot of good ones out there when i say good i think they're undervalued relative to the price of just base prism like i just got a trey young out of 25 full length on card auto for less than his prism card and yep. i think that 
I just don't think that that's necessarily the right uh, valuation. I think autos are going to demand a little bit of premium. I think the market will catch up, maybe not in one, two, three, four months, but I do believe it will. What's funny about it is I might play today with this outlook, and you know I try to be, I try to tell our guys what to, uh, you know what I'm doing, right? I, I give you something I'm buying, and then you know tell you I'm not going to buy it yet because you know I want to give you guys a chance at a certain card. Um, you know we it's funny we had our uh, our Trey versus Luca conversation right, and while I came down on the side of Trey, Trey, you know I think Trey makes sense, Trey this, you know started doing some research on some of these cards the base the silver and you know i like trey i think trey's gonna be a great player right but his base prism psa 10 is now hovering around 600 dollars, right and may it go up between now and december 22nd when the season starts could it be 700 750 could it still go up from here sure 100 um but i think that that's a card that the pop is so high on same thing with the silver but you know i'm going to talk about the base for right now i think that it's a pop a card that pops so high on and the pop is continuing to grow on it that um you know it's almost remember we talked about kyler price for price for perfection it's almost price for you know improvement price for perfection the card may go up maybe it's 750 maybe it's 800 dollars. who knows but right now it's 600 bucks without any risk at all so if you're in that card like me for significantly less than that and you want to take your profit I was going to say something similar, buy an RPA, buy a, you know, buy a, a, an auto of Trey or Luca. But actually what I'm going to do with the money when I sell and, and I get those in for my present base sales, is I'm actually looking for autos um, of more established blue chip guys. I'm actually going to think about, now you guys don't have to do this, but I'm actually thinking about buying like a, a Kobe auto if I can find one. Um, you know, something slabbed, something, you know, authentic. Um, an RPA would be nice. A flawless would be nice. I mean, obviously, you don't have to go that exact route. Um, another way of doing it was potentially buying some LeBron cards, buying more blue chip stuff with this, with, you know, with the sale of this stuff. And your play is actually great. It dovetails with it because this is not me telling you I don't believe in Trey. It's not me telling you I don't believe in Trey at all. And you can even go further than Trey. You could go with Michael Porter Jr. If you see him run up, there are some guys that have run up, some guys who haven't. You know, somebody like Tatum hasn't run up yet. We covered that this week, right? So I wouldn't make the same analysis about Tatum. But somebody like Trey, who has run up, if you like Trey, buy more Trey. Buy a Trey card that hasn't gone up 50% in the last three weeks. You know, buy a Trey card that hasn't gone from 400 to 600. I'm looking for Kobe Autos myself, Cage. Um Kobe, oh man, Kobe autos. I saw when, uh, and I hope we have this guy on to our podcast. He does an amazing newsletter, and I think well, most of you guys might know him. Uh, it's the Adam, it's the Real 27 guy. I think his name's Adam, uh, and I'm super excited to have him on our podcast in the next few weeks here. But he has this gorgeous, it's this Prism Silver 2012 auto uh, BGS 10. Gorgeous card, absolutely gorgeous card. But I, I'm with you, Kobe autos. I need to get my first one. I don't have a Kobe <laughs> auto page. Sorry, man. I keep hitting this mute thing with my face. So, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's funny because uh, I didn't know you were going to be doing the whole sell tray thing today. But I literally, and just so the audience knows, I sold four tray cards last night. Um, and I was not planning on doing that. But the hype is real. And one of, <clears throat> one pair I sold to someone who I've, I've made many, many sales to. 
And I, you know, I feel comfortable enough messaging him and saying, look, I'll give you a good price on this, but you got to tell me why are you buying Trey now? You know, there's, there's been a run up. Why didn't you buy him a month ago? And he very candidly said, FOMO. That was his answer. He was like, I just want to get in on him. I want to have something of him now. You know, I think it's probably going to go up. And then the other person who bought more also candidly said to me, oh, I'm not sure. If they, want to, if they don't want to tell me, they can say, I'm not telling you why I'm buying them. You know, <laughs> you got my money, leave me alone. But, you know, people, people are nice. They'll tell me. The other guy told me he's looking to quickly flip them. He said, you know, I'm looking to buy them now. Make 10, 15, 20, 30%. Buy as many of them as I can. And, you know, make a few hundred bucks on each one of them and, and, and flip them. That's not somebody who believes in them long term or just thinks there's a little more upside to them. Which yep. is fine. Um, neither that, well, of those that's, are that's, that's ringing endorsements, our, right? <laughs> well, that, well, that's back to our um, trend following strategy. But here's where, and we've got, people are starting to understand it because we're getting DMs and messages and our customary, thank you so much in, for interacting with us, for showing us love, for asking us questions. It means the world to us. And, you know, this is just the beginning and we hope to keep getting those comments and questions from you guys. But it, it depends on strategy. And that, that's why we're trying to teach you how to fish, you know? If, if that's your way of, you know, making money in the hobby or if that's one of your ways, that's a, that's a great recipe, no, Cage? Yeah, it is. But you, you need to have a ton of liquidity. No, you need to be able to move that around. Listen, there's nothing wrong with it. I'll tell you, I have an overarching kind of thought process here, and it's, you know, I'll sell my basketball stuff now if it's basketball that has run up. And then just like we talked about earlier this week, there are baseball guys who have gone down 50%. And I'm, I may not buy the baseball guys this week or next week or even this month, but when no one's looking at baseball, I will take my basketball profits and roll them into baseball and do the exact same thing as we lead yep. up to the baseball season when everybody's looking for Juan Soto again. It's, it's a little bit about like risk threshold and how long you want to hold, right? You're holding yep. a bit longer than the guy, who's, the second guy who's buying those uh, Trey Silvers. He's, he might even, he might hold these, he might never see these cards. He might hold them for a week and you just, just make a little money on the arbitrage. Yep. Listen, the silver is uh, it's an interesting thing, right? Because it's, you know, it's people's play on pop for that base craze. For somebody like Luca or Trey, that silver is, you know, it's like a numbered card, even though it's not numbered. You know, the pop is there, it, but it, it provides the liquidity of the base PSA 10 without that crazy high pop number. So I understand the silver. I do. Hey, give, us a, give us your crash course. So... And, and take it back give it like a little historical preview here so you have the base you have the silver but you also have these numbered parallels yep do those go up like did the tr- it has if the silver has doubled in price recently and then well, they all gone up tremendously i was actually talking to uh, one of the other groups that were in here today and i was shocked to find out people were telling me that the, the trace stuff was like the hottest stuff at the dallas show this past weekend and that somebody paid, I think the number that I got quoted was $3,800 for a PSA 9 purple tray out of 75. And just for, um, you know, just for comparison's sake, guys, in February of this year, I, I bought one of them with PSA 10 for 1600 People are telling me that that card could be auctioned off now for close to 10 grand. But here's the fun, right? The red one, right? The red, which is jersey red color. Blue. Red and blue are $199 and $299, right? So the red one, which is Hawks team color, allegedly, right? They're telling me that the team color multiple is real. 
that like the blue Luca is 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 got a huge multiple. The red tray has got a huge multiple because people like the team color card. And that even though the purple is out of 75 and the blue and the red are 199, 299, the team color is close to the same price as something that's got half as many cards out there. Because people are really looking for that team color parallel, which I guess makes sense from a visual perspective, from a from a scarcity perspective, it's not. But I, I mean, I guess it there's more demand for it, that will drive the price. So, but yes, 100%. The blues, the reds, the purples, the oranges, they've all gone up. The blue ice. I don't like the ices. I don't know about you. Well, it's not one that I, I mean, outside Devontae Green, which I have like everything, um, it's not one that I actively chase. <laughs> I got to tell you guys, and I, sometimes you need to do this. I went back and I watched some Devonte highlights. This guy could flat out play, man. I I think I think if there's one card, one player that I think could take a huge next step, that could really put himself into the next the top fifteen in the NBA players. I, I think it's him, man. I think he's really good. We'll see. We will see. Don't tell me that. I was thinking about selling some of his stuff too. <laughs> Well, his stuff hasn't had the run-up that like, has the, the has. sexy girl at school has had. Nope. It's crazy. Trey's so ugly and everyone wants to bang him, man. Trey's, uh, listen, the, the He has a is, good personality. He has a good personality. Something that runs from four to six, though, can just as easily run from six to eight, and that's what people are banking on. I, I think I, – I don't know. We, we could do a little quick prediction. This is just fun. We're not going to keep – what do you think that that prism uh, base settles at on day one, game one? On like December twenty second when the season starts. Yep. I think it's seven twenty five. Thing nine oh five. Whoa! For the base prism. Yep. I called right, it. Man, we, Worf, we're doing prices right rules. If it's nine hundred, I win. <laughs> sure, sure. Dude, the, I remember having this conversation with the wharf um, in end of july and i said that Pru- that luca prism base is going to end over a thousand uh and back then it seems crazy cage but you remember that was um that was a big number yep you remember that <laughs> that was not so long ago for the luca base prism psa 10 to get over a thousand bucks was like what yeah. no way then, then, then it hit two <laughs> and then it hit two so um things things are moving a little bit faster but there's our episode today we had a little bit of a recap of NFL football Sunday. You know, it's um, it feels good to get back on the winner side. I hope you guys tailed. I hope you made some money. But at the end of the day, this is a sports card podcast, and it's all for fun. Um, I hope you guys are picking up on the strategies, tips, education. Cage, what do you got for us? You want to wrap it there? Or you have anything that's top of mind? No, man. I mean, listen, everybody, be safe out there. Do your thing. Um, have fun. And, um, you know, get excited, man. Basketball's starting. I mean, look at the rumors today. We didn't even talk about any of that. And then the end of the news, Chris Paul going to the Suns, right? It looks yes, like Schroeder is going to be going to the Lakers. They're getting rid of Danny Big Green. Pick Big pickup. Right? Danny they Green. need a score. They need a score. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, look, LeBron relied on Danny Green to, uh, you know, hit that last second shot. And it didn't go. Uh, I guess, <laughs> I guess it cost him his Lakers status. I mean, who knows? <laughs> um, you know, look, it is what it is. We'll, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting week. Is it, who, you know, who gets moved? I heard a crazy rumbling. It's on, you know, Woj Bomb, but you know, it's just his Twitter 
about how the Nets could be a potential destination for James Harden. I mean, at this point, why not, right? Yeah, well, I mean, is he going to play with the Rams? Do they get along? You know, I mean. I, I will tell you this. Uh, I'll, I'll get Tillman Fertitta, the owner of the Rockets, he's a big, big, big restaurant owner. And if you want to talk about someone who's had a really tough financial year, it's this guy. This guy owns more restaurants in the world than anyone, than anyone, like a like huge empire. Um, and if you guys want to listen, Gary V had a great, great uh, Ask Gary V with Tillman. I, I think he might need to be cutting some costs, so to speak. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And getting rid of Westbrook and Harden is, is a cost cutter. It's a, it's a savings. Uh, and he doesn't have as much money as you think right now. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. But there, there is that offloading the salary thing that, that might make this a real, real play. I think it's going to be a dumpster fire and a disaster. I can't wait to see it. I think it's the reward we deserve. I think it's the maybe reward tomorrow we deserve we, uh, in 2020. Maybe tomorrow we do an NBA draft episode. My well, son wants to. <laughs> I I would like to. The whole plan was supposed to be him hopping on today, uh, but yeah, I would love for him to come on tomorrow. Yeah. Well, we will. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how he does in school. <laughs> but yeah, awesome. guys, listen, thanks for listening to us. Let us know. Uh, let us know what you think. And uh, yeah, we, we we hope you're riding along with us. And listen, guys, we'd love nothing more than you comment on what we're talking about. You think I'm insane to sell on my tray cards? Tell us. You know, put it in the comments. You know, put it put it in the comments there. How the hell are you going to sell Trey? Go into the season, he's going to score 33 and 10. Get him on the record. And then a month into the season, when he's averaging 35 and 11, you can say, look, 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 I told you so, Gage. There's nothing better than that in what we do. <laughs> a little I told you so. So, uh, well, Luca Nation. So, a few of you guys have asked me. Let me just touch on this. Our December PSA submission is open. Uh, and it's going to be rolling submission. So, don't ever feel like if you guys send us your cards, they're just we're just going to toss them away if, if we didn't accept them in the November submission. It's a rolling submission. Send them when you feel it's the right time. Our goal is to have these submitted to PSA by uh, early to mid-December, so send them away. Uh, if so you we closed the last one on 11-7. Same thing, 12-7. You know, yep. we'd like to get your submissions in by 12-1. That way we clean it all up and we're getting it out by 12-7. But, yes, yeah, send now because that's a couple weeks away. And you got the holidays, you got Thanksgiving, you got all that stuff. So if you have stuff, get it in the mail. And also, you know, I mean, it's a great public service announcement. We're definitely going to be breaking some boxes on Friday. I'm going to be getting in playoff football uh, 2020 hobby boxes. I'm going to have a bunch of them. So uh, a couple of people have expressed some interest in it. We're going to have them probably cheaper than anybody else out there. So, um, you know, stay tuned for our announcement on that front as well, guys. We're going to create, so we appreciate because we're bare bones. Like people have been really flexible with us. We're going to create a system that allows you guys to pay and all that stuff way easier. But thank you for bearing with us in this time. Yep. Yeah, guys, listen, we're, we're not a professional breaking organization. We'll become one, but we do have the opportunity to bring you guys stuff cheaper than anybody's bringing it to you. So, uh, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, we bring that value to you. And you're able to actually break some product because product now is so expensive. You can't find it. But, you know, and, and anybody who does get it, they mark it up two, three, four hundred percent. So we're not going to do that to you. So, um, you know, if you do have some interest in, in, in finding that Tua, that Burrow, that Herbert, the uh, the, the playoff, uh, playoff hobby boxes that are going to come out, let us know. I almost forgot about Tua. I almost forgot about Tua, man. What a, about Tua. what a story. What a story is, right? What a story. 
three and zero since the bye week. Uh, since I chose him over to bench Fitzpatrick, I turned the keys over to him. That line, what a fuck! I hate when they do that. I hate when Vegas does that stuff. Plays games. <laughs> I hope you guys capitalize because that was a stupid line. Anthony nope. Lynn on the road at a pick'em. Okay. I got, don't even get me started. You got, but dude, I'm happy for Tua, man. That was some people are talking about like career ending injury, a dislocated hip at 20 years old. Oh, yeah. To even have the chance to come back. And I love that. I love those. Listen, you know, you got to go back, go back and talk. A couple weeks ago when they announced he was going to start, I said that that's the guy you should be putting your money on at like seven or eight to one for offensive rookie of the year because while he may not be as good as Herbert. He may not be as good as uh, as Burrow. He may not put those stats up, especially for a whole year, because those guys have a head start on him. He's going to be the one that has a chance to take his team to the playoffs, and that's going to yeah. matter. And he's done nothing yeah. to disappoint that. He's done nothing to let the team down, the team potential playoff team. So maybe some of you guys took that advice. Who knows? Can't take all my advice. <laughs> it's not all going to be right. That one was, though. <laughs> yeah. Don't sleep on the Patriots, either. They're making a run for that division. I don't know. Five losses in their first eight weeks was was t- it's a tough hill to uh, to climb over, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. See you All guys. Right, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.